Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, Paul. Hi, Ken. Uh, so, um, for my uh, listeners who are not familiar with Paul, he is a, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a few years now. Um, Paul has, um, he is the host of Damonosophy podcast, which is a brilliant podcast. Things uh, controversial and path and spirituality, things like this. Uh, he's a member of the uh, Occidental Temple of the Wise Lord, which I wrote to, and we've met through here. Um, Paul's got a new book out, um, The Nabu Generator, which is a fan that I've been perusing through, and well, I've been pouring <laughs> over pretty much for the last week. It's a great book. If you um, have any um, even um, cursory understanding of Setian uh, philosophy, then you will love this book, and it will come easy to you. Even if you don't, it's easy to pick up, and it's a great book besides. And uh, he can tell us where it's available at. Uh, also, uh, you have a new album out. What is it called? This is uh, with my musical project, Asmodeus X, and it, uh, it's, uh, the, it's called The Black Fire EP. It's a four-song EP um, that we decided to drop kind of in the middle of this, uh, you know, the Corona apocalypse that we're all sitting in right now. And eventually, it's going to be a full album. You know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully by the end of year, if they let us, you know, if they give us back our right to free assembly, then I'll be getting back together right. with the band, and we'll be recording the rest of it hopefully by the end of the year. So. Well, I've, I've listened to uh, a few songs off of it. Um, I think one was, I think it may have been off of this one, or it may have been off of one of your other albums called, uh, the song is Herbethulation or something like that. Um, uh, so Herbethulation, yeah. So that was, I want to say that that was from uh, Cygnus Onyx Flame, who's like a, uh, right, he's yes. a friend of mine. And so I added some stuff to it. So I work with him every once in a while too. But yeah, no, that was a great that's a great little project and that's kind of inspired by um a previous uh book that i'd written called the airbath transmissions yeah right and it is a setian book or at least setian oh definitely right? well it comes it's from a, a seti it comes from a setian perspective so um you know a, 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 you know the the temple of set is something that i've been through and i've um you know resonated strongly with setian ideas so a lot of the things that i put out are going to come from a a uh, setian perspective now that doesn't mean that it's it represents official you know doctrines or policies or anything like that my opinions are are my own mm -hmm. of, an, of an individual that's come through these different um you know that's absorbed uh different uh qualities of influences from different sources so um of course um otwell and the, the Mazdan ideas, as you well know, is another source that I've been, you know, that, that I've taken quite a lot from. And, and so much of it is really, um, uh, in, it works in harmony with a lot of the Setian and, and, and in general left-hand path ideas that um, I've, I've been um, drawn to over the years. So really, it's kind of a nice, it, I, I find it all a real, it's a rich tapestry. And it's a very uh, tasty combination. I think so. To, uh, to that, uh, I, I recall reading in, um, I think it was uh, Black Magic by mm -hmm. Michael Aquino. Is it, or Aquino, I'm not sure. It's Aquino. It's, but 
He uh, Aquino. Okay. Well, he said that um, that the city and philosophy is rather like a banquet of truths, and so uh, it's there. Uh, just like with the non-aggression principle, there's a non-coercion or coercion principle there in the Setian as well, where um, a person has to come to it on his own. And, and it's the same way with the uh, odd wall as well. You have to come to the philosophy and come to understand it and then to choose it on your own without that coercive element. And so laying those truths out as the Temple of Set does and as the odd wall does gives you a, a banquet of wisdom and truth to choose from should you find it attractive now, absolutely so you could also say that at the core of all these things is the idea of the 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 um i and i consider it a moral principle a moral principle of personal responsibility and um i think mm -hmm. the the mazdan system with the idea of the um fravashi and the idea that every every human being on earth in the pre uh, pre-soul state made a conscious and responsible decision to come to earth it had, it really represents that principle in such a, a strong mm -hmm. and pure manner and and once you cue into this idea and it certainly was it was the left-hand path that got me, me me thinking along these lines it was it was Anton LaVey and the satanic bible that got me thinking along the lines of personal responsibility and once you start looking in terms of that then you see that there's all these other systems and influences that are um related and harmonious based upon that so um i think a good example of this is is my book the nebu generator which pulls from a variety of different influences and different resources and i think a, a lot of people will look at it and say well these things don't go together you know um, and, you know, these, these aren't mm -hmm. things that, that, that normally go together. And I'm, what, what I'm saying is, no, they do go together because of, at the core, that idea of personal responsibility, um, rational self-interest, and, and that sort of thing. Right. Well, I mean, like uh, we've discussed earlier, um, you have a, a nice uh, equating of, of two of those philosophies, which is uh, um, the Mazdan and the, and the uh, Setian, where you've equated Asha with Set, um, one being ordering principle and other being uh, that, that isolate intelligence that kind of underlies the whole mm -hmm. creation. And of course, that would be Asha meaning truth and Set being the opposer right. of illusion where a pink would be equated with druge, as yeah. you have it, or the lie or delusion. Uh, I thought that was really succinctly wrapped up there. And just a few short sentences is all it would, would need, too, because to show that, like in the old high Germanic or whatever, then the, uh, Draga or Dragas is the same as the druge and the Avestan. And, but it was really uh, nicely wrapped up there. Thank you. Yeah, and and and... I, I agree 100%. So um, the idea of Druze, this is another idea that when I encountered this, you know, in studying Zoroastrianism, the idea of the lie, that there's a principle. This, 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 it's like there's a principle of mistruth um, and, mm -hmm. and, and deception and delusion that it, it has to be struggled against. It's something that has to be fought against in 
in in life and the egyptians represented this with apep the serpent um and 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 the idea that um it, it, and this represents chaos like outside of the realm of uh, of light in the world at the edge of everything there's this 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 space of uh writhing black you know serpent coils and whatnot and and as Ra's sun bark goes across the sky each day as he approaches the end of day um the serpent up begins to appear and that in order for um you know if no one did anything about it if everyone said oh okay well no Pep, he's he's just doing his thing so you know let him be <laughs> then what would happen is he, he would subsume consume the day and uh you know chaos would would consume order and there would no longer be another day we would not have another day so this is why things like you know like 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 moral relativism ethical relativism have their limits because there is actually an aspect of existence that is opposed to the ordering principle of truth and consciousness that's opposed to um asha and this is also represented in 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 setian um cosmology in the book of coming forth by night where set creates hardware hardware a buffer right to um protect him in in one sense against the cosmic inertia which is like that's how the book of coming forth by night describes this principle in the universe that seeks to actually absorb consciousness you know um mm. and and this is an idea that you actually see in, in there's a number of mythologies that talk about this that talk about the first you know ordering conscious principle that emerges immediately experiences that there's this aspect of of the universe the mechanism of of the cosmos that seeks to draw consciousness back into it to subsume it and so mm. it's not enough to just say hey everything's okay there's there's actually a struggle that has to take place there's a struggle that has to take place mm. and i think in in the mazdan system this is where you get the idea that there's there's that warlike element of 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 the fravashi and uh and and humanity that that we actually have to struggle against evil we have to fight against evil it's actually a war that's going on and and much of this in in practice comes down to the in, internal struggle you know, we, we, we have an internal war. We struggle against these aspects, you know, within ourselves more so than you go out. You, you don't go out and fight with people. Right. Because, again, then you get yeah. into you get into the problem of when you're of, of violating other people's rights and other people's freedoms and stuff like that. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. And um, uh, Stephen Flowers wrote under the in the pen of Edred uh, for the uh, troth or ring of troth or whichever it was that he began. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote a book called True Brothers, which was for um, inmates or prisoners mm -hmm. who had taken up the or who had um, who espoused the Asatru or uh, Odinic faith. And uh, in that, he speaks about how uh, only a fool in, in today's society, only a fool would allow himself to be suckered into a physical conflict. Mm -hmm especially over things having to do with the mind and over and philosophy and religion and things like that. But, uh, but even in, um, I wrote about this in one of my, um, little eBooks, Mazdan musings where it talks about when, if, if say you and I were in a, um, uh, uh, a convenience store 
and you see me there with my child and uh, we also see uh, uh, someone trying to rob the place with a weapon and uh, so of course we have the opportunities to act or not act mm -hmm. if you acted you would draw attention to me which would draw attention to my my offspring which i'm there to protect and so we have to have conscious choices there and it's not always fighting against the lie isn't always um entering into physical conflicts when to make the choice the right choice in that moment may be to let that particular thing happen and then fight it in an intellectual way you know what i mean by getting tags and descriptions and calling the cops and you know being witnesses or whatever yeah so no that, that's, so that's it's interesting that it's not always has to be about that yeah that, that coercive physical element there absolutely so there's there's a there's a principle of Newtonian physics that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And, and, exactly. and this applies beyond Newtonian physics. This applies to um, the, you know, events that, that occur in the universe. This applies to, um, you know, magic um, and, 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 and the um, actualization of will and things like that, that like when you do something, well, when you act, when you act upon something, that there's a potential for this equal and opposite reaction to occur. And when people use force directly, this is usually the result of it. Um, so like, in, in, you know, the Greeks had this story of, of Hercules uh, against the Hydra. And, and every time he cuts off one of the heads, it, it grows two more heads. And so he has to get clever and, yeah. and, and use fire um, to, to get anywhere with it. But, but I mean, you see this all the time. Like, there's so many examples of this right now going on in our civilization with the reaction to the uh, coronavirus. Um, because, mm -hmm. and of course, this is a bad, this is a very dangerous disease, a very serious, it's a serious disease um, that, that people need to take precautions about. But the way um, many of the uh, you know, local governments, have, have reacted in an aggressive way of force of using force to make people stay at home using force. Now they're moving into using force to, uh, you know, make people wear masks and stuff like that. And, and every time they do it, there's this opposite reaction, right? And, and the opposite reaction is, you know, the, the complete devastation of our economy, um, which is leading to other problems, you know, uh, e e even more that, that haven't fully come to light yet, but I think will, you know, over the next, you know, year or, or years. Uh, but this is just another example. So when you do use, when you, there are times when you do need to act, right? There are times when you need to act, but you, you it, it, it's, it's good if you can consider your actions and if your actions are tempered by um, personal responsibility, if your actions are tempered by a non-aggression principle, which is basically just another form of the golden rule, which every, you know, sure. everyone has, even Anton LaVey had his, his own version of the golden rule, you know, don't fuck with anyone if, mm -hmm. if they don't fuck with you, you know, yeah. <laughs> if, if that can temper, temper your, your, your demeanor, and then, then you'll be in a better position, really, than someone who, who, who's not tempered by such a demeanor. Yeah, I think uh, Ayn Rand uh, spoke well on that. We're, we're talking about rationality or reason, tempering everything with rationality and reason because it's our highest ideal and uh, rational self-interest or whatever. Yeah. 
but, but you speak to something there that is interesting because if you think about how um, we've been basically shuttered into our homes as a reaction to uh, uh, the uh, pandemic, then uh, what, I mean, it puts you closer in contact with, with, with people. You've, now you're in a closed environment where you're breathing the same air. Mm -hmm. Where respiratory systems, or respiratory ailments and diseases are almost always uh, aided in healing by going outside, not by going inside. Yeah. And so it's interesting. And and I'm not I'm I'm not one to to jump into because there are a lot of conspiracy theories right now about the coronavirus, and I try not to get into that. But wow, some of it is is really interesting how things connect. Oh, absolutely. It's just hard to, it's, it's, it's just, people say that the virus is unprecedented is like what they like to say in the, in the media mm -hmm. right now. But to me, what is unprecedented is all of the um, local government, you know, governors, uh, judges mm -hmm. and mayors just overnight deciding to shut down society and to create these uh, really uh, micromanaging movement restrictions on on human beings everywhere and and mm -hmm. and and you're right it is in many instances it may be making things worse like shutting people in you know like if they have a family member who has it well this whole family's going to get it now um make people are afraid to go outside so they're not getting you know any sunlight or vitamin d to help build up their immunity also younger people getting the disease um, helps build up immunity, will help build up immunity within, you know, the, the, the gene pool, like Sweden's doing that right now. Like Sweden is the only mm -hmm. country that hasn't locked down people. And so they're building, they're getting more cases of it, but they're building up immunity. So it's like, yeah. you know, they're not, but they're, they're not presenting this as a great example of Sweden, right? I mean, now this is something Sweden's doing, which I think we should really like pay attention to. Um, and But the other thing is that they are, you know, since they've shut down all these businesses, you know, there's only a few, gro mm -hmm. few grocery stores open. Well, everyone in the city, you know, I live in Houston. It's a pretty big city. Everyone's going to the same grocery stores now. So, oh, everyone in the city is going to the same place now. So, I mean, these grocery stores have become, I mean, that's where the, the most dangerous place, right, to, to possibly pick up the virus. But it's a place that everyone has to go sure. to survive now. So in, in many ways, no. their, their <clears throat> actions are actually, you know, possibly making it worse. But also, since they are in the position of, of, of putting out the information on it, then they can also, um, you know, make the numbers look better or worse. So it's, it's a very interesting situation, to say the least. You know, it reminds looking at, yeah, it is. <laughs> and if you look at the grocery store shelves, you know what this reminds me of when you see those images of, like, maybe three items, but having hundreds and hundreds of the items, uh, canisters of the same item, but of course the rest of the shelves are empty. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of uh, when you look at uh, the Venezuelan markets and things like that. Yeah. Where they've, in, they've, they've used this social government. And of course, you know, now they've got four items in the whole grocery store that are socially or that are government sanctioned. So they're there, but there's nothing else to eat. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's no, there's no, there's no vittles. There's no, no grocery for people to go buy. And even if they do buy it, they got to wait in line for two days to get, you know, a sack full of groceries. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like our, our grocery stores now look like Venezuela. 
it's like it, it was, mm-hmm. it's like soviet it's like the stuff you used to see about uh you know under under the soviets in russia um and mm-hmm. and that's what is that's what's happening to america now and it's it's it really i gotta tell you Kane, it really breaks my heart it really breaks my heart to see it um that and the people that would make this decision are i mean are they that unknowledgeable are they that un is it possible that all these people who are put in these positions of authority know absolutely nothing about economics or history or or how markets work that they would that they would do this or are they doing it on purpose because they have something else in mind yeah. you know well i was going to say i don't think that anybody can be that um that i don't know i don't want to say ignorant but if 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 they have no idea about the uh, the economics of of um socialist countries i i don't think that there could be anything other than ignorant there if they don't know that considering their um leaders um in a in a capitalist government mm-hmm. i mean you have to know your opposition if no, if nothing else yeah you would you have to as, as good as you know your own and so maybe um if there is a concerted effort for some reason to i was talking about this with a friend yesterday uh right now with the way the the, the grocery stores are the ways you have the social distancing you're not allowed they're arresting people who are going out surfing or arresting a dad throwing a frisbee with his daughter in a uh, mm-hmm. in a uh, 15 acre park you know what I mean? Where nobody's around, they're arresting them. Uh, so there, it is a it's a forced curfew, stay at shelter and home thing. Uh, and now all of the small businesses are crashing. They're not just on hold; they're crashing because yeah. they don't have the money to keep up with the things, and they're, they're losing inventory. They're uh, and so w- it would be the perfect. Again, this may be a conspiracy theory, but I'm just connecting dots here. It would be a perfect time for the government to step in if they were to try to convert to socialism. Now we're already getting a government stipend with the stimulus checks. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, now they're this, making this, this is, uh, um, government sanctioned um, education for your children at home now. Yeah, during this, so yeah, no, ab- absolutely. This is the perfect opportunity for them to roll out all of the socialism for them to say, oh well, with mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people like. Universal basic income has been, you know, UBI has been the thing that mm-hmm. a lot of the socialist elements in America have been pushing through. Like everyone has a right to an income. And um, I think it's laziness. Well, it is. And it's also it's it's you don't really need to follow that hard to say, well, well, what's the right amount of money that everyone should make? And mm-hmm. no one can answer that question. No one will ever be able to answer that question. And that's why it is it's untenable in, and immoral. But now they have the perfect opportunity to drive, you know, to roll that out um, because people have to have it. People have no choice. You you know, you have no choice to have it. You can be the biggest free market advocate, you know, hardcore capitalist in the world right now in in America. But your small business is dying. You're going to take whatever you can from from the government. You have no choice. Mm -hmm. And this is how government forces people um forces good people into these positions of of having to having to beg and be uh dependent on them and and Mm. in my mind that's just that that's druge 
um when it is when i look at that i just i don't know how that how how can anyone mistake that for not being you know a an evil deleterious influence on humanity um mm. you know and, and we have historical examples of it too so it's it's just really disturbing to see it all happening right now um and 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 you know it more more than ever you know, I have that that, yeah. that struggle to to maintain the fight. You know, within to find that part. You know, to, for us to find that part within us that that mm-hmm. embraces the fire, that embraces the good, and 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 is ready to continue the fight. Well, I think you made a good point earlier with the with the the comparison of the Herculean analogy mm-hmm. with a Hydra. And so, um, you know, after after physical force um, uh, didn't work out like he wanted and tended to make things worse, he used the fire. You know, fire being that that uh, wisdom and consciousness. Of course, it's a symbol across most European Indo-European uh, philosophies that fire is is mind or consciousness. Yeah. And so he had to apply, in a metaphor anyway, or analogy, he had to apply wisdom and understanding and intelligence uh and awareness to that uh to that situation in order to quell it because just that brute force and using all stick instead of brain just didn't work out for him right it has to be the same today we've got to figure out how instead of you know besides rallying at the capitals that's clearly not going to work when they got a bigger brute force than we do so we have to find ways to implement new policies by maybe finding a way to get people in office that have those same ideas that we have. Maybe, I don't know. That's something to think about there. Yeah. Um, I always come back to, and you know, a lot of other, um, um, writers have like talked about this, that you, you come back to like, you know, education is like the most important thing, like individual Mm -hmm. education, like personal education, um, is, is the most important thing. And, and if we could get it, you, you know, the more people that understand the value of, you know, f- you know, freedom and, and free markets and, and personal responsibility, then they, they won't be taken in. They won't be suckered into these things because that's what happens is people on mass get suckered into these ideologies that are, are, you know, touted by governments um, and that government elements, you know, that, that tell people that, you know, you deserve something, you've got something coming to you, mm. you know, someone owes you something, right. And entitlement. right, right. You're entitled to, you're entitled to something. You got something coming to you. I'm going to get it for you. So, so, so vote for me. Um, and, and um, it, 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 if, if, if people were just aware, more aware of, of the, you know, the importance of personal responsibility, I think we'd be in a different situation. But I mean, things like mm-hmm. public school, like work in tandem with this public school and the whole education system work in tandem with this by, um, you know, basically, you know, dragooning children away from their away from their homes to off to a separate mm-hmm. place to get them educated, um, which is and, 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 and this is one weird thing about this whole corona apocalypse is is what does that mean and you mentioned this earlier what does that mean that people are being educated at home now what does that mean for Mm -hmm. everything does that mean that there will be less 
indoctrination or will they find a way to create more indoctrination out of it? Well, I think if it, it maybe if it lasts any, um, any amount of time, then they'll probably start to regulate the distance learning or whatever it's called, whatever they're calling it. I think right now it's a pretty uh, kind of open market. In other words, how you do this amount of minutes or, uh, you know, on a computer every day answering these questions and you're good. Mm -hmm. but, but eventually it's going to, you know, people are going to start to tighten down on what exactly they're learning instead of, you know, like um, if you bake a cake, you can use, I guess you could use that for education too, home ec and math and all that stuff. But I don't think that's really what they're allowing on the on the homeschool or distance schooling or whatever it's called uh but i, I don't know I, I think as it goes on if it if it if say we were to be um shut in for a year um, i think they're trying to let some up ease up some in some states now but uh you have to see that um china when they let up they had another resurgence of uh infections mm -hmm. so, uh, so i don't know how that's going to play here and if it does go on for say six months to a year then what does that mean for education how's it going to morph over time as uh, the government gets their hands in it to make sure that yeah they can regulate that because nothing goes unregulated by the government anymore right so. right and this is one of those things it's like it's 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 never going to be the same again um mm. you know and it, you know another thing i think of like that is um you know entertainment independent entertainment industry mm -hmm. which you know i spent a lot of time as a um, as an independent musician and, mm -hmm. and, you know, all of that's like going away. That's, it's, it's all gone. And I don't know how it's going to come back either. Uh, it was barely hanging on, you know, yeah. as it was, but. Yeah. With the internet, I mean, it's kind of hard to have, um, album sales. Yeah. Like, like brick and mortar store album sales, you right. know, you can't really do that. Right. Um, and, you know, all the, all the bars and clubs and restaurants and everything, when they do come back, there won't be, first of all, there won't be as many of them because going forward, yeah. any entrepreneur or business, business person who would even consider opening a restaurant or opening a bar or a non-essential uh, store of any kind is going to be like, well, you have to consider that at any time, the government could just shut you down. You know, a few people get sick and a few people get sick. They might just shut everyone down for a few more months. So they have to like consider that incredible risk with opening a business. So there's not going to be as much independent business at all going forward because it's just not a rational thing to do in this kind of environment. And the other thing is that when they do open up, there will probably be new regulations about social distancing, like their capacity will be reduced. You can't have this many people mm -hmm. in the building or you have to have your your bar stools or your tables and chairs have to be so distant, so distant mm -hmm. apart. So no one can really talk to each other, or socialize anyhow. So that's going to, they can let, they can't have as many people, customers come in, they're going to have to raise their prices and the few bars are there. So it's like only a, there's going to be less entertainment and it's going to be more expensive and more people are going to stay at home anyhow, you know? Yeah. It's going to be 40, 50 bucks for a, for a stiff drink and 20 bucks for a beer. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and and you know it's it's funny too because this is the third coronavirus in the last few years. The the COVID nineteen is only the latest. 
you've got MERS and SARS yeah. were both coronavirus, human, yep. human coronaviruses. Yep. And so COVID-19 is just the one that they discovered that, that, that started in 2019. But what happens when we do um, move away from this and start building antibodies and the next wave hits, right. the next coronavirus? I mean, and so basically we've got one thing that's mutating into different strains. It just takes a little bit to to build antibodies, but then when it does find a way to mutate, then we've got a whole other pandemic. Right. And so I I don't think it's the end of the human coronavirus, even if we do find a vaccine for this. Oh one yeah. Specifically. No, it isn't. It will be a new normal, and it may be. It's possible that it's a concerted effort. I don't know. If that's true, but I mean, look, like you said earlier, when 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 you've got a conflation or confusion of, of the truth and the lie or reality and truth and people believe what they want to believe instead of imperial facts or objective fact, then you, you're, you're fusing set in a pep like they did back in the day with calling him Apophis or set Apophis. Mm-hmm. Right. He was the monster and the slayer. And you can't have that in one, the, the truth and the lies it says in the, and the Avesta and the Agatha, the truth and the lie can exist in the same faculty. Right. And so if you've got a government that's purporting to save you, but it's also possibly creating the problem to begin with. And then, of course, during a lockdown, you know, by a shut in, making the problem worse again yet. Right. Uh, that's just that's a symptom of a larger issue where in society that like, you know, teenagers nowadays, there, there's nothing to them that's that's correct there's no fact everything is questionable yes and if if someone tells them hey look here's the facts on this disease and here's the way not to get it they're like well that's your opinion right so uh, again truth has become delusion yes no and so i don't we have to find a way to reset that truth against what is the lie or against the delusion yeah and that may that may be something that maybe someone will have to step in if we have to do this uh, at-home learning thing because you have to what what can you sanction as truth and fact for learning when some of the the adults now who have kids that are teaching at home are also under that same delusion yeah now there's a there's a total conflation um about about the crisis and Mm -hmm. There's two things. There's there's that disease, which is a real thing, and then there's the reaction to it, which is man-made. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely in a crisis. No one could deny that. But the source of the crisis becomes conflated, um, and we see these dramatic numbers, you know, on the on the TV screen, on the internet, about how many deaths and and how many people have it and everything. Um, and, and they're very alarming. They're starting to taper off in some areas, but the numbers themselves are alarming, but they're presented out of context. And they, they, have, not, mm. they have not proven that the disease numbers are really that much worse than a lot of other things that happen on a regular basis, but just don't get publicized um, as much. Mm. And, and they also haven't proven that any of the reaction is helping to, to taper it off. You know, the, 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 the assertion that all of the social distancing and all the lockdown is why the numbers are starting to decrease now um, is basically like, you know, uh, you know, a 
ancient, you know, priest magician telling you, well, the only reason the sun came up this morning is because I did this ritual last night. So you better uh, pay me this ritual tomorrow. <laughs> right, exactly. So you better keep <laughs> keep paying me. Uh, so it, it, it's a similar like situation that, that we don't really know. But one thing that we do know is that it is a crisis. And you're right. There's going to be more of them. Mm-hmm. And and this is one of the uh, motivations, one of the ideas in, in the Nebu generator is that there are going to be crises and sometimes crises, there's going to be economic crises. Um, and sometimes maybe, maybe sometimes it, it has to do with natural fluctuations, but more often than not, it has to do with interference with with mankind's interference with markets or attempts to control markets like through the federal reserve and stuff like that but either way regardless of the source of it you have to prepare yourself to be able to deal with it right and so we'd say you know in mazdan terms well the lie is going to be there so you have to prepare yourself for how you are going to deal with that how are you going to respond to it how you're going to survive through it because you can't always go attack it directly right you can't always attack it directly a lot of times struggle with it and surviving it means you know means creating buffers against it or it means reconciling with certain aspects of it or it means like moving this way when it moves that way um and and these are a lot of the things that i read that i talk about in the nebu generator which I'm talking about in, you know, primarily from a financial, personal finance kind of perspective. But, yeah, that, but it also applies in a spiritual, you know, a spiritual initiatory sort of approach as well. And I think it could also apply in a, like a macro level too, as far as like uh, uh, governments. They, it could still, I mean, the mm-hmm. same thing, right? So if, if you, you have that buffer represented by hardware, that would be like a personal nest egg or... But it could also be, I mean, our, it could be a, um, a, 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 instead of a deficit, right, having, having a surplus, creating, mm-hmm. creating a surplus so that when those things, uh, when we do, when we are um, um, set by, by those obstacles that we have to, you know, uh, struggle against or overcome, then we have that yeah. to rely on as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's the interesting thing about this book, since this book does talk about, you know, some ways to um, excel during a crisis, survive a crisis and excel during a crisis. Um, it's ironic that I'm, I'm putting it out now. And that's just because I was taking my time on, on the book. Um, and and then I realized no, then all this time. stuff happened. Maybe it wasn't intentional, and but the... the, said, the the uh, content is perfect for for someone right now who is looking at okay if this is even if this is a short-term thing we're going through it's going to have long-term effects we're coming out of this and most of the small businesses Mm -hmm. that we know of are going to be so adversely affected that even if they do take off again it may be six months to a year and they're and it's and they're going to go under or they could go under because of what has already happened from just a few weeks of being right you know, shut it and, and, and so it's, I think yeah. it's well-timed and I think um, I, it's the, the only thing uh, I would say is that um, people would have to be open to the, the, you've got a perfect metaphor there, but it may be a niche audience. 
And so if they look past that, the specific analogies and see the greater picture of what you're saying in the book, it's going to mm -hmm. be a, it's going to be a great asset mm -hmm. to anyone who gets the book. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of that is intentional too, because um, I, you know, you I do, have a, yes. I have a niche readership from the get go, right. From the get go. Um, and, and, and there's not really a lot of room for, for, for me and like say a mainstream for, um, for, for these ideas. There's, there's people that have like done much better works than me. And I cite a lot of them too. I have a lot of citations in this book and that's one of my hopes is that if people are interested in this, we'll go look, you know, go look at the sources, um, you know, the sources that, that I've, I've drawn from for a lot of this material. And interestingly, a lot of this started for me yeah. in the last crisis, you know, the last, um, yeah, the last, you know, market drop, like, you know, 2000, you know, 2008, 2009, and that period and the housing market like fell apart is like when I, I started like looking at things from a different perspective and started realizing that a lot of the uh, initiatory esoteric principles that I had been learning yeah. over the years really applied just as well to the real material world around me. Um, rather than thinking that there's this division between them, you know, that there's this mind body duality and that, and that like these, you know, initiatory esoteric ideas just take place in this special realm. But then out there is the real world, the world of horrors that, that is different and requires a different set, re mm. requires a different rule book to approach. And, and what I came to believe is that no, they really don't require a different rule book. A lot of the principles are the same. And this is one thing that resonated with me about the Mazen system when I came in contact with that is that you don't really have that mind-body duality going on in there. It's like the universe is like there's the the, the duality in Mazenism is is good versus evil in a really simplistic sense, right? It's like, you know, it's like, you know, Lord Wisdom, it's consciousness versus angry mind yeah. and the and the druge. Um, but, but the principles are the same. And if I did a, if I did a second edition on this book, one thing I might do is expand, um, more upon Mazdan ideas because the Zoroastrian, the, the culture that grew from Zoroastrianism or is influenced by Zoroastrianism didn't think that you know, wealth generation is an inherently evil thing. They didn't think money was was, was evil. No, the, the emphasis was to li live a good be life, charitable. live a prosperous life, be good to others, be good to yourself, be charitable. Right. I mean, being charitable is, is, is simply part of, that's part of wealth, wealth generation, right? And anyone who's done music, you know, semi-professionally, at least for a while, you, you learn that... It, you know, in, in addition to looking for new resources, you also have to like help people. Yeah. You have to help others. You have to help yeah. the people that are coming up behind you too, because sure. that also helps you, you know? Um, right. There's, there's just no end to what you can do with the good, you know, with That's right. <laughs> good thoughts, good words, good deeds. There's just no end, no end to the, the creation that can uh, be I'm, derived I'm finding from. that same good thoughts, good words, good deeds formula across the board. It is, it, it's everywhere, everywhere you look, mm -hmm. you will see a seed of it. That seed has been fleshed out in those different philosophies, but you know, they all have a common yeah. origin 
uh, I think, you know, through if anything that's come out of the Abrahamic has been influenced by the, the Zoroastrians. Those are, I think. I wanted, I wanted to ask you, though, about because yes. you know, the, the book is the Nabu generator. So, of course, the gold generator or the money generator. What does that mean for American society where our monetary unit, the dollar, was based on the gold? And now, because of the way we've uh, mismanaged and uh, instituted the Federal Reserve and things like that, that the, it no longer represents the a gold store. Well, what it means is, um, I, and 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 I've got some data in the book about this too. Is that as gold was detached from the dollar, which is something that it, it happened over a period of years. It started with um, FDR um, prohibiting. Um, own private ownership right. of gold, of, of bullion gold, of you know gold bullion, um, which the reason for gold bullion right. is basically this is bars, you know, gold bars that uh, that don't have any. Um, the only use is to to retain them for value or exchange them for value. So he prohibited that, and what that meant is prohibiting it means that the mm-hmm. government just took it all, confiscated it all, um, gave people some money at a really shitty rate, um, and. And so there's some other legislation that went on over the years. And then eventually uh, Nixon was the final Mm -hmm. um, coffin nail for gold by completely detaching it from the dollar by saying they would no longer because up to then they would pay Mm -hmm. foreign governments back in gold. So they detached, they stopped doing that. Um, And then gold was just forbidden until um, Reagan said it's okay for, you know, he reversed some of that and said that people could Mm -hmm. purchase gold on their own so what it means is that it means that the dollar that we have and they call this fiat currency and and it's and it it, and it is just paper and it's it's backed by you know force it's backed by you know it's backed by a lot of propaganda and a lot of hype and this is why the dollar fluctuates Mm. this is why we have inflation why we have you know mega inflation and there's going to be incredible inflation Mm. occurring over the next year or so because of all all of the um, all of the the borrowing that they're doing from the Federal Reserve right now. So the thing is, though, that that gold itself has not actually um, actually disappeared, and it still continues to retain its value um, despite this. And, you know, governments of the world have been buying it up, especially the Chinese have been buying up gold, mm-hmm. like, very aggressively over the last decade or so, bolstering their reserves. Um, you know, people who don't know any better will say, oh, well, gold is just a metal. Mm-hmm. It's not really worth anything. And I'm like, well, if it's not worth anything, tell me why why all the governments mm-hmm. of the world are desperately buying it up. And also tell me why I or anyone can go look at the price of gold any day of the week and watch how it fluctuates and the general trend with gold is that it the value increases as the dollar loses its value as as we experience inflation and so um if you watched gold through this recent crisis you would have seen it, it, it it increased um you know pretty dramatically and then and 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 is holding 
you know, um, at a, at a good level. Uh, last time I looked is like around, you know, 1700, um, an ounce. So it, it, one of my points is that even if the dollar has left the gold standard, you can still start your own gold standard. Um, because if you own gold and it, it, it all goes mm. into your, basically your, you know, your net worth, which is part of your, you know, overall, overall wealth. So you can actually start your own gold standard, even though the government has, uh, forbidden it. Now, some people have speculated, um, in the midst of all this, um, crisis that eventually the government will institute the gold standard again because it will be the only way to tie it down right to tie it to something because you know that's why inflation is just it, it just is, is you know insane off the charts and and has been for many years because there's nothing in the material world in the real world to tie it down to and and that's what gold used to used to do right when when it was gold backed or you know british had british had the, the, the pound sterling right a pound um so the pound used to be uh right exactly exactly yeah no all of our words from for money have to do with these original units um the the, mm -hmm. the dollar had to do with the gold gold thaler which was a uh, a german uh that made uh some german prince who made really good um you know really good coins um Sure. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I answered I think, your question. Uh, maybe a second part of that question would be, um, what would you say to um, someone today um, who, who might have the idea of since there's going to be such an inflated uh, or deflated value because of inflation on the dollar, the paper money itself, then what, what, would, what would you suggest – I mean, would you suggest – possibly looking into a uh, collection of like precious metals but because if something were because we know that that precious metal is going to have intrinsic value whether or not the paper that we print to to represent it uh as inflated or not yeah yeah so that's 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 one of the things i talk about in the book and then there's a certain sequence that you go through where you create a you know number mm -hmm. one you create a buffer and emergency fund. Number two, sure. you go through an elimination of elimination of debt, which corresponds with eliminating <laughs> eliminating uh, lies and misinformation and delusion and stuff. And then the third step you go to is mm -hmm. to um, is is basically investing in things. And so precious metals would come into that sort of thing. You can't make investments until you have those first two things in order. Um, it, it, it's 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 risky to make investments before that because then something will happen and you'll need the money and you'll sell your investments and then you know you won't be anywhere. Um, so so my advice is to to start or, or the system is to start you know start first with those basic things and when you get to the point where you can start working on that third engine on on investing, then then precious metals is something to look at because owning those precious metals during a time of crisis like this this is this is the time when you want that this is the time when you want to be be in that so in that would you and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you talked about this but i can't remember exactly what it was but would you suggest that 
each of those three generators uh, have to be, now you said that you had to have the first two in order to, to effectively use the third, but do you, or even the first two, those have to be in that order or would you suggest paying down your debt at a rapid rate and then uh, start to build that nest egg? Or does it have to be in there? No, I did. I definitely, yeah, it has to be in that order. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that, that's, well, that's my thought on it. Uh, people can do whatever they want. But my thoughts are this, that you want to do your buffer first because that gives you a sense of safety. It gives you a sense of security and that changes mm-hmm. your demeanor in a, you know, what can I say, a, a magical kind of way. Um, and that sense of security gives you some strength and some consistency then to go and take care of the debts. And, you know, and I don't, it it doesn't matter how much you have. Some people will be like, Oh no, my debts are so bad. You don't understand. No, I understand. Um, And I talk about that a little bit in the book too, that, you know, I went through this, I've I've been there. Um, You know, I got, I was in that, you know, nineties generation where we all got sent, you know, automatically approved credit cards and, you know, everyone just went out and just, just used it for everything. And um, it, it's, it, if you start, if you don't have that buffer and you start trying to attack major debt, what happens is you get, um, you get confused about where, where, what to pay on the debts. You get concerned about other things. And so you, you'll lose steam on it. Basically, you lose energy. So what I'm talking about with the NABU generator is a way of building lasting long-term energy that will help you attain these goals through crises, through the crises that you've created for yourself with debt, as well as through the crises that life throws at you with, you know, coronaviruses and, and, and central banking. So what, what I'm hearing is that um, it would, it, that you use that, that, that sense of confidence that you're talking about by first you having that buffer is um, a way to build momentum in order to overcome um, yes. stasis and inertia that is bound to be placed in front of you as you're trying to overcome that debt, as you're trying to slay a pep, or you're trying to fight down the, the demons of that whole yes. uh, mound of things that you owe. Because uh, if we think about it, uh, you, you gave a few things that are that are lies, right? And one of those that is, there is a free lunch, and the debt is debt is good. So, like what you're talking about, where where we grew up in that time, where you would get those pre-approved credit cards, not debit cards, but credit cards, and it would allow you to get this great line of debt yep. going, and coming at a line of credit, but it's a line of debt, in uh-huh. fact. And we were thinking, okay, well, this is never going to. Oh, I thought you wanted mm-hmm. money. I can give you a credit card. Okay, here you go. You know, and and then of course the debt is good, which is the uh-huh. next one. And uh, but because if if you ask a credit card company who is a preferred customer, they're not going to tell you that the preferred customer is one who pays their debt. Because if they pay their debt, then right, then the company does that credit card company does not get money in the way of interest, and that is their only means of of capital yeah. is. And income is yep. we, the the people who are in debt, paying interest on that principal instead of paying off that principal. So they call people who pay right. their bills on time deadbeats, 
and again yeah. that is the is an inversion of the truth mm -hmm. and so uh, there again we're seeing a pet and yes. calling that set no it, okay. if, in our ignorance and we have to overcome that we have to yeah. see that there that those lies are in fact lies absolutely and and another way of thinking about that idea that the buffer comes first honestly is is the Mazdan cosmology that before you could like before you came to mm -hmm. earth you know when you're in that that pre-soul state you have sort of a you have a you have a realization that there's this evil injustice mm -hmm. going on in the world so that's why you come to earth to like to fight the good fight um that's true but you have to come to earth first right you have to come to earth and you have to have a you, you become you like a, a physical body on the planet your 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 urban right so that's mm -hmm. like that's like that's like hardware okay that's like the the first stage of creating the buffer you're creating the um the the emergency fund you have to do that first because you mm -hmm. don't have the strength to fight the delusion before that you have to do that you have to have that body now you can start fighting against a lie. Now you can attack the debt um, and, and attack the delusion and stuff. So it's a preliminary stage in it that, that's wow, necessary. That's so have and, that you know, strength. For me, I'm such a, I don't know, I, I love mythologies and I love the initiatory kind of the esoteric part. So it's hard for me not to just jump into the whole, like really dig into that analogy. But I see exactly. I see what you mean, right? The body itself is hardware anyway. The the outside the objective universe, and so uh, yes. for us to inject our proto soul for Vashi, mm -hmm. or whatever you call it, into that into that matrix, that has to be done first because you can't awaken others or yourself until you first um, come to your own awareness in that in that matrix and then when you do that then there's there's the buffer there's then right. you come to, you you awaken to what you have to do that yeah in this case would be you know slaying down the demon of debt and what have you but you first have to and you're right there, it's a perfect metaphor yeah yeah you can't you can't fight the good fight if mm -hmm. you're gonna stay if you're gonna stay in bed all day you know and that's how i think of the the pre-soul coming to earth thing it's kind of like well you could just stay in bed but eventually you yeah. become and aware you no option. you're gonna have to get up right we all something. had that option we um, it was decision it was a that that merit yeah. that merited salvation which um dr flowers said on uh, his uh, facebook post i think it was today or yesterday um asking has anybody seen the the um the connectedness or maybe the similarity between the Mazdan way and Russian um, cosmism. And I, 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 mm, I, mm -hmm. I really couldn't answer, but I got to yeah. looking through there and, and there is a lot of that, a lot of the same in there. And it was interesting because um, that, yeah. that universal salvation that cosmism talks about back to that original merit. Mm-hmm where um which is attached to each of us because of that choice that we made to um to join the matrix to uh to uh to be incarnate and so i thought that was really yeah 
So no, that's 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 good. I'm glad you mentioned that because there's a lot in that in that Russian cosmism. Um, I gave a uh, a uh, talk on that last year at a at a gathering in mm. uh, in New York City actually, and and I talked to and I talked to Edward about it too. I think the last time I had him on on Demonosophy, uh, we talked a little bit about the Russian cosmism, but. Um, like Fedorov is the guy who's like considered mm. the the godfather of Russian cosmism. But yeah, there's this idea. It's all based on this idea of what he called the common task. It's like once you realize, once humanity realizes, once we get the co- the the technology that mm. we can stop people from dying and we can bring people back from the dead, then there will be that will create a universal like change in perspective that sure. you know, there's well, not and, anything and, more important and, and than that. that kind of like, and, get rid of most and, of the aspects of war because the war, the threat of war is the threat of dying. So that worship element, that yeah, aggression, it would, would, it, we would almost have to adopt that non-aggression principle as a matter of common sense. Right. Because it's just a waste of time if you go kill people because someone's going to bring them, bring them all back anyhow. So, um, what Fedorov said is like he uh, said that the Americans have uh, pointed their cannons at the sky. That's it. He read an article about like Americans were like um, shooting mm-hmm. cannons into the sky to try and produce rain, and he said so. He he took this model of instead of our our cannons being pointed horizontally. We need to point our cannons at the sky, right? Rather than shooting each other, we need to shoot up there into like the the great unknown. And so these ideas were fully wow. adopted by the Russian space program at the time, right? They, they, and that's how they came, how how it got adapted into um, you know uh, this whole system of, of of their space program. They're like, well, if we're gonna bring back everyone who's ever lived before, mm. we're gonna need a lot more space. So we're going to need to colonize space. And that's where the, if you see any of the, that Soviet propaganda for their space program, it's all about, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the Russian, mm. the Soviet Superman and Superwoman, <laughs> super family, like going into space to like recolonize wow. everything. So you know, it's very, very interesting stuff. And a lot of it does sound like Frasho Coretti. And it makes you wonder about how much in that area, you know, because so much of the Sufi stuff, which goes back to Zoroastrianism, ultimately is all over in that area in Russia and, and got adopted into a lot of the folk, you know, folkish, uh, folkish well, wisdom. I just ordered a, uh, the Nart Sagas, the book by John Caruso mm-hmm. or something like that. And of course, that all orig- that's all the Caucasus um, mythology. And of course, it's if you go back far enough, it's Iranian and the Ossetians and Sok, they all speak an Iranian language anyway. And so even that's all connected back even uh, to the to the Russians and the Ukrainians and all that stuff. So I'm interested to see how that's going to uh, equate wow. because it's a relatively new thing. Like it's never been, the, they've only been oral uh, teachings and mythologies and they've never been written down until here recently. And so it's going to be an interesting uh, study there, mm. I think, to see how those all those things connect. Yeah. Mm. 
So tell me about yeah. your uh, new album. Tell me about influences mm. and uh, sounds and and messages, even like lyric. So yeah, so um, so this whole thing um, we've been working on, you know, trying to get a new album out for like the last year or so, and we kind of made a um, we kind of veered in our style, Dasmodeus X. Um, you know, we've been more of a, you know, industrial electronic kind of thing for a while. We, we kind of went back to our roots. Like we'd had more acoustic guitar and, and bass guitars and stuff like that. Um, back on our first album, you know, circa you know, 2002. And we kind of like made a step back on that. Kind of went back to the basics on it. And we just all started, you know, uh, there's, there's three of us. And so we just started playing acoustic guitars and, and acoustic bass and stuff. And we started redoing some of the, the electronic songs and discovered that that acoustic element just added a uh, new dimension mm-hmm. and, and depth and timber to it. So we just decided to roll with it. So, you know, we'd been recording for a few months and then this crisis happened and we've got a studio that we all work in. It's on the south side of Houston. And all of a sudden this, this crisis happened and it's like, wow, we're not gonna be able to get together for a while. So we started meeting online and, and uh, remotely uh, working on some of the songs and realized that four of these songs are, they're pretty much, A, they're pretty much ready to go and B, they seem pretty like relevant to what's going on right Mm -hmm. now, as far as the apocalyptic nature of everything. So, um, so we just went, we said, let's, let's go ahead and make an EP on this. So we, we mixed it up and, and got some great artwork from, uh, from Komodo cat, my wife, um, mm. which, which is the, uh, the cover art for it. And we're going to drop this okay. on May 4th. And, you, you know, thematically, I'll say just a couple of comments, like the song farewell to the West, which is the first one on it. Um, that has to do with basically how uh, Western civilization appears to be slipping away, the Western civilization that we've all known, the Western civilization, which was based on the Mm -hmm. idea that the individual is sovereign and free, um, seems to be um, slipping away. Um, And then the other song that I'll I'll note is Black Fire, um, which is very apocalyptic and, and, very much mm. in the sense of uh, Frasho Coretti, you know, like the lines uh, from the um, from the reprise at the end of it are, you know, hey, we're going to light wow. the light. We're going to fight the fight. We're going to make it wonderful, wow. yeah. you know, make it all wonderful. Um, and, and, you know, that's 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 the best, you know, comfort I can take looking at what's going on right now. If this is. If this is the end of it all, well, I want Frasho Coretti. Mm-hmm. I want a better world out of this. Wow, that you know? sounds really interesting, and it gives from the from the the bit that I've heard. And granted, I haven't I haven't downloaded the album yet, but I've listened to some of the samplings. Uh, that gives it a knowing that those lyrics that because I'm I, I have to admit I'm a music lover and I am. Uh, enthralled by the the sounds itself and a lot of times i pay no pay no attention to lyric but boy that Mm -hmm. sure does add a nuance there that oh wow that's that's intense 
That's awesome, man. No, I've heard. I, I I think I saw you doing a rendition of Purple Rain here online recently. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I was like, well, I, pre- I appreciate. That. I'm not a singer, and so like I say, I listen. To, I listen to sounds and not words, so I don't really. I don't know, but I I enjoy I enjoy making music yeah. like you. I'm sure it's a it's a passion. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. Absolutely, it's a labor of love. That's why I do it. I do it because I love exactly. it and to help keep me sane. To, to me, so. it's always been uh, whether I'm whether I'm copying something or whether I'm creating something my own uh, musically. It's uh it's I don't know. It's almost like when you're gazing into the flame. You know, there, there's a bridge there that's a forged a connection, forged between the divine, between ourselves and the divine. So, yeah, that's that's my whole. I don't know my my reason for right. even engaging in it. Oh, music is such an easy, such a available example mm-hmm. of of magic uh, I, I consider it's people like with their with their mind and their perspective mm-hmm. creating these vibrations that travel through the air you know that are yeah. invisible and travel through the air and they get received by others and 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 those who receive them are affected by them and it touches it can touch your heart in a dramatic kind of way i mean it's the most um, available to me the most available example of magic that we have around us and we just live and breathe it every day without realizing you know how how deep and significant it is and you know i'll say this is the other thing i like to talk mm-hmm. about magi who are musicians okay and so then you talk about um Gurdjieff. you talk music mm-hmm. and and dance as a part of his teaching you talk about anton LaVey who sang and played the, you know, played the, the keyboard. Um, and then you talk about Pythagoras, sure. who had the idea of the music of the spheres. And then mm-hmm. you got to talk about Zarathustra. Every bit sang. of it is a song. His whole mantra. teaching is a yeah. song. The Gathas. Every, and, right. He's a, he's, a, he's a singer, right? And sober that's point how of he fact, got his he word says, out. In the so, this, this, he this. says, let me teach you the truth of things, the truth of the cosmos, in metered, measured verse, not in unmetered, unmeasured verse. He says specifically that those mm. who who speak yeah. the truth have done so and do so in metered, rhythmic, measured verse, and those who do not do not speak the truth. In other words, these are to these wow. are songs. These are gothas. These are. Uh, I had a, a big point of contention with someone who told me that I should rename um, my translation of the gothas because he says these are not. This he said first of all they're seventeen, not sixteen. But of course, we know that one at least one of those were not written personally or composed personally by Zarathustra, but by his following. And but also that these were. That Gotha, that there's not 17 Gothas or 16, as I've said, but five, because they are collections of songs. But we have made those, those uh, connect, those collections. We've grouped those, right? He didn't group those like that according to meter. We did. So we found the ones who found the, who we found the ones who, mm-hmm. who which ones best 
fit together because of the amount of syllables and the, and the rhythm, and we group those. But in, fa in fact, if you read the Gothas from 28 through to the last one, then uh, you notice that the first two should be changed. Uh, they, we should be um, switching those for order to make the right sense. But so uh, the, the fact is that someone was saying that, hey, you should not call it that because there are five Gothas, not 16, but they are songs. Gotha, Gita, it's all the same word. It means song. And they are to be changed. So yeah, like wow. what you saying? I mean, you change the physical, wow. the topology of the brain. There, there is grooves cut with chemicals through that, the surface of your brain. It changes people. There's a reason why too that you remember a thing. Wow. Set to music and not not just reading it. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Man, that's pro that's deep. Some deep stuff. So um so I'm gonna have to have you on Demonosophy so sure, we can deep dive into good. into your book on there. Well Paul, look, Definitely. I really appreciate yeah. you being with us today, man. It's awesome having you on. Oh, absolutely, Ken. Uh I really appreciate you, brother. I always appreciate our conversations and everything. You always have such great insights and it's it's been a real honor to be on your podcast. I love your podcast. I've been checking it out. I've been retweeting it out there. Uh, I think a lot of people need to need to listen to it because you got a lot of really important things to say and a lot of really great insights on on not just on on Mazdaism, but on 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 life in general. So Keep doing Man, that. I appreciate Keep doing you, the great stuff that I'll you're be, doing, uh, brother. I'll be purchasing the uh, the uh, actual hold in my hand version of your book this week, and I look forward to it so I can have it in my hand instead of reading it on my phone. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, I really appreciate it. It's a great work, and right. I encourage awesome. everyone to buy it and uh, and not just buy it to have it, but buy it to use it because the principles are sound, and I think that we can all benefit from it. All right, brother. Hey, I appreciate you being awesome. on, and uh, uh, I look forward right. to our uh, next meeting in Damonosophy. And uh, I wish you well, brother. I, I wish you usha and happiness.